Jack and Annie were wearing tunics with soft belts and lace-up sandals. A cloth bag had replaced Jack's backpack. He looked into the bag and saw his notebook, his pencil, and the bottle with the magic mist from the Isle of Avalon. We wore clothes like these when we went to Pompeii, said Annie. Yeah, and when we went to the Greek Olympic Games, said Jack. When you went to the games, said Annie, they didn't let girls in, remember? Oh, right, said Jack. You nearly caused a riot when you tried to sneak in. It wasn't my fault, said Annie. Jack and Annie looked out the window together. The air felt dry and hot. The sun was directly overhead in a cloudless sky. The treehouse was low to the ground, tucked into the spreading branches of an olive tree. Donkeys and horses ambled up a winding dirt road. This looks like a quiet, sleepy place, said Annie. Not fierce or warlike at all. I wonder what Merlin meant, said Jack. He opened their book to the first page and read out loud. More than 2,300 years ago, Macedonia was a kingdom north of Greece. It was ruled by King Philip II, the father of Alexander the Great. The brilliant and ferocious king was known far and wide for his military skills. Ferocious king, Jack repeated. Well, I guess that fits. Don't worry. We have magic that gives us a great talent, said Annie. So we can wish to have military skills, too. I can't picture us having military skills, said Jack. Come on, let's go look for Alexander the Great, said Annie. She started down the rope ladder. Jack packed up the book and followed her. Several men on donkeys were riding by on the dirt road. Annie started to call out to them. Don't, Jack whispered, stopping her. People might ask us questions we can't answer. But I only wanted to ask them where Alexander the Great lives, said Annie. Let's just try to blend in first, said Jack, until we know our way around. Annie sighed, but she kept quiet as she and Jack followed the donkeys up the dusty road. They passed rocky meadows dotted with cows and small farmhouses with tiled roofs, chickens, and vineyards. They saw a shepherd tending sheep, a goat herder herding goats, and a farmer with a plow pulled by an ox. Can we ask someone now? Annie said. Let's wait, said Jack. We don't want to draw attention to ourselves unless we have to. They kept walking. Soon they rounded some tall rocks. Beyond a stone wall was a huge field. Thousands of warriors were marching. Yikes, said Annie. She and Jack stopped and stared at the warriors. That must be the king's army, said Jack. The foot soldiers wore armor and helmets with tall crests. In one hand, each man carried an oval shield. In the other hand, each held a long pointed spear. Behind the foot soldiers were rows of soldiers on horses. They're just practicing, right? said Annie. I hope so, said Jack. I don't see any enemies. He pulled out the research book and found a chapter called The King's Army. 
he read aloud. At the time of King Philip II, Macedonia was threatened on all sides by frontier tribes as well as the Persian army. King Philip II drilled his men night and day until his army became the best fighting machine in the known world. Jack looked at the soldiers again. They marched to the right and then the left. The front row of soldiers pointed their spears forward. The other rows pointed their spears up in the air. All the men moved in perfect unison, their helmets, shields, and spears flashing in the sunlight. They do look like a fighting machine, said Annie. Jack thought they looked more like a monstrous insect, with thousands of legs and spikes sticking out of its body. He shivered. Let's get away from this place, he said. Jack and Annie headed farther up the dusty road. Finally, beyond a grove of olive trees, they came to a walled town. Above the town, a white mansion sat on a hilltop.